To yeah. know God is everything, Joe. And if the suffering that comes and goes in your life brings you closer to Him, that's what? fine. That's a, that's the whole thing, dude. That's the point of the whole thing. Like if that if to know Him is not the point of it, what what are you doing? You're tuning in to Coach and Joe conversations on friendship with God. Today's a big day, Joe. Huge day, man. Uh, guys, we have we have Joe Keller on the show today. So it's the Joe and Joe show. Chad mm. is is golfing somewhere. And today I have I have one of my students. I've got Joe Keller here. If you guys remember, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, Joe is the student that I brought on the show mm-hmm. who immediately flamed me the last time he was on the show. Remember I that, did, Joe? man. Mm-hmm. I uh, just trying to keep you humble. You came, you came. It was like 30 seconds in. You came right at my neck. I, I did. I, I felt bad for like the next week. <laughs> Why'd you do it? I, just, I want to bring uh, you on the show to ask you why you did it. Why I flamed Does it make you feel better about yourself to put others down? It, the reason that it makes me feel bad is because when I look at you and really just like your physical presence, how big you are, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've been working out a little bit recently, so I was just get intimidated, and it was the first thing that I had to it's say. It's what you had yeah, to do. Yeah, it's literally what I had to say. Joe, you have been working out, man. How long has that been for you now? Like two months you've been I going hard in the paint with two months we've been working out with uh, one of our scent students, Eric Tuggle, mm-hmm. uh, has, has been kind of leading us through it. So, How's that going? It's, it's tough, man. You said you were I've in the kitchen the other day. before in my life. In the kitchen the other day, you almost fell over because your legs were about to give out. I need. I literally need you right there. <laughs> <I knew laughs> Tell you him about. a story. Tell him a story of what happened. You lifted You lifted in your Fred, chicken which legs. Which mic am I going? That's your intimacy mic, So right? that's camera. my in- intimacy mic. It's the camera that you say serious things to. I, I did a leg day, and I was in my kitchen, <laughs> and it was one of the most vulnerable moments of my entire life because as I was flipping the sausages, my legs... I li- dude, they literally gave out, mm-hmm. and I was on the. F- it was like a life alert, like a, <laughs> like an old woman calls life alert, man. And it was like I couldn't get. I was literally like looking up, and I could not stand up. And so that that was after leg day. Hey man, at least you're here. You made it. You walked your way here today, and I'm really excited you're here today because today's a big day. It's huge. We yeah. we you graduated today. Graduated yeah about an hour ago. So here at Bridgeway Church, for those of you who don't know, we have a discipleship school. Mm. It's a one-year program that helps people walk in friendship with God by training them in the way of Jesus. And so this was the first year of the school. Mm-hmm. Joe was one of our first ever disciples through the program, and he graduated today. My shirt is a little wet because they dumped a bunch of water on me like they do coaches who <laughs> win the national title. Jonah attacked me in the yeah, yeah. Did you watch it happen? He, no. I didn't watch it happen. You, you weren't behind he, it. They had been planning it all day. Um, it's funny. And you it let took it them all day to plan just pouring a bunch of water on a day. <laughs> Dude, they had like 25 group texts about it. It was so funny. <laughs> well, I, I felt loved by it, but yeah. now, now I'm wet. But I'm excited you're here because I want to talk about discipleship, believe yeah. it or not. Because I think right now, after having a year of being discipled by me mm-hmm. under your belt, I think it'd be an amazing testimony just to kind of share what the Father's brought you through. So for those of you who haven't heard Joe's testimony how he got to the school you can go back to listen to the podcast with him mm-hmm. um but joe real quick give a brief overview of basically your time at clemson when god started to speak to you about needing like the need for discipleship to come and how you came to the school yeah so the yeah like joe said like my some of my other most of my story is on that other podcast but like the shortened version of it um i don't know man i was just at clemson and i had 
it, it started in high school. I had a dramatic experience with the uh, encounter with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and I was extremely Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. um, and so I had no grid for it, and it continued on at Clemson, um, and I I became really frustrated because I wanted to. I really wanted to experience God. That's something that's just all it's, it's been in me, um, and I didn't know where to get to get that. Um, and actually, Chad Chad Norris, our lead pastor at Bridgeway now, came to a Clemson FCA event that I actually I, I happened to be at um, mm-hmm. my sophomore year, and it was through that that I just kind of came came to Bridgeway, yeah. and I would, I drove to Bridgeway and and. Um, it was pretty obvious that I had to go to a Senate school. Mm-hmm. It, it God made it pretty obvious about my senior year, as I was figuring some stuff out and, and just through like confirmation with people and just kind of what He spoke to me. And, and really, just that I felt like I was supposed to take that year off, right. um, and that's how I got this. So, why discipleship though? Right. So you could go to seminary. I mean, we've talked about that. Yeah. Get an education. What What was it about being discipled that that drew you to the ascent? Well, that's something I never had at Clemson. So I, I never had, and that's, it's it's really funny looking back, and I think this is going to encourage a lot of people. Um, what I struggle with at Clemson so much is because I would talk to my 22-year-old buddies about God all day. But it, it was just like I seemed to be in this rut because yeah. I had no one above me. I had no mentor. That's something I've been, I've been crying out for years now a, a true person to disciple me mm-hmm. and, and god said i thought it was going to be like a 65 year old man that had lived life and i, I didn't know it was going to be it was going to be you you know and it's just it's mm-hmm. crazy how like it's you're 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 the person i you're the exact person i needed um to help me walk me through some stuff that, you know we talked about but mm-hmm. and i want to get into that so so yeah we're not going to get into the details of what God brought you through. A lot of it's personal stuff. Right. And, and God obviously has done a deep work in you this year. Massive. But I I think the word Massive. wrestle is a word that has been a banner word over your year. And there's a lot of other words. But I think wrestling has been a huge part. Would you agree with that? 100%. Let's go to the scriptures. In Genesis 32, verse, verse 22, it says this, Jacob wrestles with God. And that night Jacob got up and took two of his wives, two of his female servants, and, and his 11 sons and crossed the fort of Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Yeah. Let me read that again. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, what's your name? Jacob, he said. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. There's so much in here I want to wow. talk about. But, but Joe, I, I want to specifically talk about the limp. It, I was, yeah, I was going to that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Because let's just paint the picture, you guys. This is Jacob, who we also know as Israel. Who, who God did a mighty work yeah. through and blessed the earth from. We're grafted into the family of Israel, the family of Jacob today, Abram's family ultimately. But God did something in that wrestling match that will mess with your theology a little bit. Yes. He afflicted him and marked him with a limp. 
from that wrestle. So that as a reminder of his struggle with God, he limped the rest of his life. Joe, a huge part, and this is so crazy that we're talking about this because we just of our conversation today. today. I, was, I knew it was going this way. Man. What is it about the limp that you think God values? Man. Um, yeah, Joe, Joe did not tell me we were about to talk about this, but we, we literally talked about this at lunch today. And, and just kind of, I, I I'm going to answer that question, but I want to give just a, a short kind of preview of what, what we talked about. Okay. Um, Specifically, the the last week. So, so at this school, um, God has done so much in me. Just because I've never had this, and so I've I've never had just this set apart time to just be with God. So, he's, so he's he's exposing a lot. Is basically what I'm getting at. So, a, a lot of times for me, it it feels overwhelming. And this week, man, and, it, and I don't even think it's been that. It's just this like the last three days have been just super heavy, mm-hmm. which is not. For anybody that knows me, that's just not my personality. It's not where I would thrive in a, you know, I'm a pretty joking guy. But, like, I told Joe, I was just like, man, why would, I don't understand, like, why it's been so heavy. And I'd like, we, this is the last day of school, man. Like, why, you know, shouldn't I be, like, free mm-hmm. at this point? You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm supposed to be, like, further along than I actually am. And you really encouraged me, man. You, you said that really I'm not, like, I feared that feeling of like really heavy, you know, being really heavy. And you told your story with, with anxiety, and you mm-hmm. said like you, for so long that was a lot of the the torment was that you just feared anxiety. Mm-hmm. That that like you feared the actual fear. You yeah. didn't fear anxiety. Like not when it was coming on you. I mean, obviously that sucked, but like you feared the coming of yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I was doing. And I was like, I was just in my head about it so much. And you said like God wants to love you and embrace you with with how you are right now. And you don't have to put on this front. And the biggest thing, man, I feel like he, that was honestly, I think that's a thorn. I think that's what you were talking about there here you go. that he put in me. Because it's forced me to come to the conclusion that I have to, I can only really be me and where I'm at right now. And I had to come to terms with that. Because what you're describing right now, Joe, is that when God heals us, because he wants to heal us. He's Jehovah Rapha. Right, Jesus right. died and he took a brutal beating. I mean, he died so we could live. So I, I believe that God wants to heal us and wants us to be well and healed, but oh, he yeah. heals us into a dependence on him. Let me say that again. When we get healed by God, it's healing us into dependence, not into independence. And what I mean by that is this. So as Jacob wrestles with God and a breakthrough comes, he's also marked in a way that he'll walk with it the rest of his life. Yes. Like his literal gate was shifted by God. It's a, it's a reminder, it's a dependence, it's a reliance every step of his life to remember, to carry with him where he's been with the Lord. And so I think for some, some of you guys, I, you know, and I want to encourage you to always pursue the things that are on your heart and to pursue the fullness and the wholeness that God has for you, but don't ever forget that he's the point. He's the point of your pursuit. The pursuit's not just so the breakthrough comes, that he is the breakthrough. He, it's him. It's his presence. It's his nearness. And so you actually can get to a place in your life. And I think this is where he's starting you with Joe, because for so long, this torment and, and the heaviness, it's been, it's been a real battle of your life. And the father's lifted that from you. 
100%. Like, God has healed you within yeah. that. Yet there are still times where you walk and you battle that thing. And I think that's a great thing. Because it's in those times that the immediate freedom of it's not there that you can say, well, Father, even though I'm not free of it in this moment, you're still with me in this moment. And that's to be rejoiced And he's over. given me, he's given me, he gave me Psalm 23. Um, he's given me a new perspective because it would be so cheap if he just lifted. Like, and he has, dude. He, you've seen, like, yeah. some absurd stuff. Like, yeah. he's lifted literal torment out of my life. Yeah. Um, but he's giving me a new lens and a new appreciation for him through it. And, and and that's the only way you can get that, like, that inner peace and that gentle spirit. And Psalm 29, 3, it says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. Um, and I just think that that's, that's the whole point of it is he's giving me this, like, he's actually eternal and he's over he's over everything. He's over the storm. He's over the whole storm. That's so, the point of that. Yeah. Even Read that scripture one more time. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. So for a God who is over the waters, solely to, if, if his only point and his, and his only proof of his power is to still every storm, that's actually exalting the storm and saying, well, this needs to be stilled in order for my voice to be over it. But sometimes, guys, God wants us to keep the storm, and he wants to show that even when a storm is there, he's still greater than it. And, and that is to know Jesus and his suffering. Mm. So it's not to be at a place without hope where you just stop asking the Lord to break through in your life and to remove, you know, to remove things that aren't good, that don't look like Eden, that don't look like kingdom, that don't look like original intent. Like, of course, always pursue that, always hope, always believe. But in the waiting, in the wrestle, in the limp, yeah. you'll find God. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think it takes a really special person to be able to embrace this paradox. And I think that that person is Jesus. And so I think as we watch his life and we look at his life, we can see, my goodness, this is, this is the man of paradox. He's the man broken for healing. He's the man beaten for the sake of others. He's the man perfect yet taking the sin upon of the world upon himself to die, not even worthy of it. I mean, and I, and I love this story. It's, it's in the Gospels, and it's Barabbas. Mm. So as Jesus is before Pilate, the people are crying out that, they, that he released Barabbas because there was a tradition in that day that, that on, on that time they would release a prisoner. And Jesus was, was innocent. So, like, there's a good shot. Jesus would get released, yet the people cry, no, we want Barabbas, and may the blood of that man Jesus be on our heads and our children's heads. They didn't even know what they were praying because they got his blood on their heads and their children's heads and praised the Lord for it. But Jesus took the place of a Barabbas. An innocent man took the place of a guilty one. He is the man of paradox. And I think the more we can actually study his life and watch how he was able to embrace the promise, yet the, the profoundly tough road on the way to that promise, my goodness, you'll see a man of courage. And that's the call for all of us. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not just to believe God for the breakthrough that we're called to do here on this earth. It's to believe God to know him. It's, it's, that's the point. It's John 17, 3. It's to know him, that we might know him. To yeah. know God is everything, Joe. And if the suffering that comes and goes in your life brings you closer to him. That's what? fine. That's, a, that's the whole thing, dude. That's the point of the whole thing. Like if, that, if to know him is not the point of it, what, what are you doing? And I'm guilty, man. I mean, like, I lived so much, so long in that, but thank God, like, I have that revelation yeah. now. And so, so we just want to bless you guys that are listening yes. um, to embrace your season. 
to embrace what God has called you into in this moment of your life. You know, and, and what, I, what I'm not saying is if there's storms that you've walked into that God's never called you into, that's different. Like, we can create a whole bunch of chaos and ruckus in our lives we that can. he's never called us yeah, That's what can. sin does. So sin can bring upon stuff upon us that, we, that he's never designed. But as we walk in righteousness with the Father, you better believe, and, and I'll leave you with Jesus' words. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for he has overcome the world. May you believe that in your inner depths in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to Coach and Joe. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcast. To take a deeper look at friendship with God, check out coachandjoe.com.